Today I got to teach um, John 20 and 21. And I came back to mind as I was preparing this, a really awesome Come Follow Me lesson that I had at the first of the year. And the teacher said some things that I just really, really loved and hadn't thought of before. Um, this is in John where Thomas is not with the 12 and Jesus comes and shows himself to the disciples. And then Thomas comes after and the disciples tell him. And he says, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand in his sight, I will not believe. And the teacher said, I think Thomas gets a bum rap. Um, we give him the nickname of Doubting Thomas. And she said in the very next verse, it says, and after eight days, and she says, so I want you to think about it. Here he is, one of the 11 disciples that's left, and Christ comes and appears to them. And he comes after and finds out that Christ has come. And Christ is all-powerful. Christ could have come when Thomas was there. Christ could also come just to Thomas. But eight days pass. And what is your mind doing in those eight days? And... um. She then said, you know, wouldn't you be questioning? Did you not think I was worthy? Am I not one of the 11? Do you not love me as much? Did you know? And just all those self-doubt. Why not me? Why didn't you show yourself to me? And um, then it says, you know, that after eight days, Christ comes and Thomas gets to see. And then he says, my Lord, my God. And Jesus says, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And she said to us, I want you to turn to John eleven sixteen. And so we turn to John eleven sixteen, And this is at the point when Jesus is in um, some other place. I'm kind of trying to remember. Sorry, I should have looked where he was. But he's with his apostles. And word is sent that Lazarus is sick. And um, Jesus knows what's going to happen. He knows this is his last big miracle. He hints at it. And he stays away for two additional days, which it was a day for the messenger to come tell him. It's a, he stays away for two additional days and then comes. So it's been four days. And in Jewish law, that's huge because they believe that's when the spirit leaves. So he wants there to be no doubt that Lazarus is dead. And um, so he tells the disciples, okay, we've got to go. And the disciples are super concerned because this is an area where they know the Pharisees and Sadducees are after him. They know that they are trying to kill him. And so they plead with him, Let, no, we can't go. They are seeking for your life. And, and then Jesus um, says, you know, I've got to go for this intent. Do I go? And it's so you'll believe. And I mean, all of this is set forth for this huge miracle right before he does the, um, the atonement and before the crucifixion. And in verse 16 of John 11, it says, then said Thomas, which is called Dynamis and to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. And I had never noticed that verse. Or if I had, I don't think I connected it with Thomas. 
And it so touched me when the teacher said, does that sound like someone who doubts who the Savior is? And it just was the most beautiful thing. I love that. So I have that written right there at verse 29 of John 20. And the cool thing is yesterday I had our seats, or today I had our seats in a circle, and um, the kids came in and sat down. They knew something was different, um, that we were doing something different. So um, I said to them, I want you to imagine, you know I'm doing something different for Christmas, that I say to you, um, today President Nelson is going to come talk to our class. And the kids got so excited. And I said, okay, I want you to pretend I didn't really get him. <laughs> they were like, oh, dang. I said, I know, wouldn't that be awesome if we did? And I said, I want you to pretend he comes and he shakes all of your hands and he gives us this awesome lesson. And I said, who's not here today? And so they talked about the couple kids that were absent. And I said, so you text or you go up to that kid and you say, guess who came to seminary today? President Nelson came. And I said, of course, they're going to say, you're lying. You just want to make me feel bad that I wasn't there. And that's such a lie. And I said, but pretty soon the entire class has told them no. And this is what he said. And we got to shake his hand and it was so cool. How are you going to feel? How is that student going to feel? And they all said pretty bad. And I said, yeah. Don't you think they're going to say, well, why didn't Sister Perkins wait till we were all there? Why didn't she text me that she was going to do that? Or why didn't she give us some heads up so I could be there? And I said, I just think it's so important to realize that if we want to be one with Christ, he is going to stretch us. He is going to allow us to really be refined so that we are one with him, that we experience that self-doubt and and the trial of faith. That's what it's about, to be an apostle, to be set um, apart from the rest of the world. You are going to be tried. And here's someone he loves and cares about very much. But he's going to test that theory. Will you go with me? Will you die with me? He's going to test that. The other thing I love in John is when he comes to Mary, and um, one of the scriptures in 17, when it says, touch me not, um, it always bothered me growing up. I just thought, why? why was that a big deal? And I love the Joseph Smith translation that says, hold me not. And a thought came to me as I was preparing for this of third Nephi, when Christ comes and he appears to the Nephites, and he's talked to them, and he they've all felt his hands, and he's taught them these things, and then it's time for him to go. He has spent am- lots of time with them, many, many hours, and maybe even days at this point. And um, he tells them in verse 4 of 17 of 3 Nephi, 3 Nephi 17, 4, But now I go unto the Father, and also to show myself to the lost tribes of Israel, for they are not lost to the Father, for he knoweth whither he hath taken them. Now he knows this is his job. This is his next job. And then in verse 5 it says this, And it came to pass that when Jesus had thus spoken, he cast his eyes round about again on the multitude, and behold, they were in tears, and did look steadfastly on him, as if they would ask him to tarry a little longer. And he said unto them, Behold, 
My bowels are filled with compassion towards you. And he stays and he heals their sick and he prays with them. And this is the one that in verse 21, his joy in 20, it says, behold, my joy is full. It's just beautiful. And then it talks about when he said these words, he cries. He loves that these people love him. And I realized is it says, hold me not. In my mind, what that meant is don't ask me to stay. Because if you cry, if you love me so much and I love you so much, I cannot turn you down. I can't say I've got to go. So hold me not means don't restrain me to me from doing what my job is, what Heavenly Father has asked me to do. And I love that. I love the thought that he loves us so much that if we were to ask, he could not deny us. He loved Mary so much. He had to say, please, please don't beg me to be here with you. Don't beg me to stay because I will. There's no way I could refuse you. And it just reminded me so much of Third Nephi and and when he comes, I mean, they, later in Third Nephi, the apostles are praying and he comes. And I just love that thought that when we are one with him, when we truly desire his desire, and when we truly want to be on his errand and with him, and we so long to be one with him, he cannot refuse. He loves us that much. And it was just an awesome thing to get to be with the kids and and pass about Thomas on to them. I loved when that teacher said that. I had never thought of that before and never thought of that scripture in 11, chapter 11, having to do with this Thomas. And it makes me just love him. It also makes me realize that we will be tried and tested and we will be stretched and we will question ourselves and we will question whether the Lord loves us. But the truth is, of course he does. And he wants us to be one with him. So he's allowing us an opportunity to learn and grow so that happens. It was an awesome day. I loved that lesson.